Okay, welcome to episode 10 of the Spoonful of Sugar podcast. We talked about all kinds of stuff. I wish I could remember what I have brought to the attention of Sugar that she says I'm a lot and I start sentences with so and I say you know and there's a lot of annoying chatter that I have to edit out of this show every time. So you're welcome. If you need anything, changeofaddresspod at gmail.com. You can donate at changeofaddress.podbean.com. Why would you? Why would you try to make me happy? I don't deserve happiness. Anyway, see? Another verbal tick. Tip your mailman this season, guys. It's really going to be an intense Christmas, apocalyptic, some might say. Tip your mailman five bucks. Give him a semen-free cookie. You know what I'm saying? Just a little something to say, hey, you're valuable. We appreciate you. We know that you're dying inside and you have to smile through it. Okay, love you, mean it. Don't call us, we'll call you. No, no, call me, call me. Go watch Portrait of Lady on Fire for the 400th time. That's what I did today. Okay, okay, bye, bye. bye. Hello, Dolly. How are you? Hey, Dolly. I'm uh, fantastic, how are you? I have never been better. you salami, Sandra? How's your salami? You know, you're all up in my business every morning. What are you doing that's making that Only terrible because noise? because I'm reminded. What, why is it making that what noise? What was yesterday? Sh- shut the fuck up. Okay, shut up. My, my, my salami's not going to uh, ask how it is itself or something like that. Hang on. I'm ready. Ask me how my salami is. Ask me. Chandra, how's your salami? Well, thank you so very much for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I only have do to I... prompt you five days a week. I was going to say, do, do I really have a choice in the matter? No. I'll forget about it, and then I'll feel bad when you're like, my salami won't ask how it is itself, Aaron. Yeah, my salami won't ask about itself, because it can't. Right, but just to keep go. keep everybody posted, I know everyone is so pumped about my salami. It's firming up nicely. Oh. <laughs> and how's the color? It's drying out. Color's beautiful red. I don't want to spoil any surprises, but if you play your cards right, or horribly wrong, depending, you're going to get one for Christmas. And how about, talk about, like, the, uh, you have to actually, it permits, so you actually have to put stuff in it this to is, help it along the way. This is so complex. Okay, because old school, my mom did not understand what the fuck I was doing. Old school, you just put a bunch of salt in pork and you hang it up in a basement with, like, no idea of how actually cold it is or isn't or humid or not or dry or whatever. And they just leave it hang there. And, uh, sorry, leave it hanging there. Pardon me. Pardon me. Okay, but the problem with that is the bad bacteria can overtake good bacteria even with the salt. I don't know that it's salmonella or if it would be listeria. For some reason, I associate salmonella with chicken, but I don't know that that's accurate. I don't know. Oh my God. Every time I hear the word listeria, I always think of the Def Leppard song, Hysteria, and I'm always like, Hysteria. Get it? Oh, I I get it. I was going to name my firstborn child if it was a girl. I was going to name my child Colostomy Listeria. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's a good thing I had a boy. Anyway, point being, you add the bacteria, anyway. just so I can finish the thought, but add a bacteria so that the good bacteria overtakes the bad bacteria 
and hopefully nothing bad happens. And it's in the fridge and food safe almost the whole time outside of fermentation because I know everybody wanted to know about that. So there it is. It's out there. I, I'm, I, I've told you this before. You're a food scientist, like food and wine scientist. Um, like it takes more than just, like you said, salting some meat and hanging it up in your basement, which honestly, that makes me think of the movie Freddy Got Fingered, which is terrible. But that's the one when he has a bunch of hanging um, sausages and he's playing the piano and they're all attached to his fingers. And he was studied, would you like some sausage? <laughs> Do you know that? <laughs> I've only ever seen that section from the commercial of the movie. Right, I've never seen any of, of anything else. But honestly, that's what I think of with your sausage hangup. But you are a food scientist. I feel like if I were a man, I would be one of those men that would have like a waxed curly mustache. Like I hate myself so much. But I feel like if I were a dude, I'd have like a really obnoxious like handlebar curled mustache. That's who I'd be. And I'd wear like so, like a denim overall or like a denim apron. So kind of like a kind of like a hipster. Yeah, but like douchier. Is there like a like a douche? Uh, oh i'm sure there is like if i have to scream i can't clean that i'm an artisan one more time today like come on okay i have a serious question for you are you ready great is is anyways a word yes or no no i agree i feel so strongly when i hear someone say anyways and i'm an idiot too because somebody asked me how i'm doing my go-to is oh i'm good that's not proper english at all it's not, but you know what? There's something about when somebody says to me, oh, I'm doing well, thank you, or I'm well. When somebody says I'm well, I actually want to slap them. No offense to anybody who says I'm well, because it's, and I know it's bad grammar, but it sounds really uppity to me. Oh, I'm well. Oh, I had a guy take I'm me well. the task for saying I'm good at work. Tall, lanky, young man, looked like Jesus, really long hair. And he's like, actually, I'm good isn't proper English, you should say, I'm well. And I just looked at him and I thought, wow, what a condescending piece of shit you are because you're also a mailman, loser. Like, you're no better or no worse than me. (laughs) All right, then. Enjoy your hiking boots, asshole. Has he ever, like, asked you how you're doing again after that? I, I I was upset with that exchange and I thought, well, I'm going to Google this when I get home. I went full Karen and I looked it up and it turns out that it's a colloquialism. And I said that to him and he's like, oh, so enough people said it wrong that now it's just acceptable. And I was like, God damn it, Newman. Fuck. Fuck you, Jesus. Because he's right. I <laughs> hate it's, that. It's, it's true, though. Like, I think I'm well sounds really snotty. I don't know why. Maybe, Like you said, maybe it's because we've been so wrong for so long that we just sort of accept it. I just think it's folksy. Just like me. I am very well. Folks, Thank you so much well. for asking. Like, like, fuck off. Actually, okay, you know what? When you say it like that, I'm very well. Thanks for asking. That actually doesn't sound too bad. But I would sort of expect, like, a teacher would be saying that. Yeah. Not somebody, you know, not a mailman. That's maybe um, rolled out okay, of bed drunk and saying, come to work. The anyway, there's some other things that people say that drive me nuts. Something okay, he borrowed it to me. No. no, he didn't borrow it to you. He lent it to you. You borrowed it from him. Uh, right? Yep. Luggages, garbages, and I seen him. 
Oh my god. Oh, oh, I see. Oh my god. Okay, like that just makes me want to like break things. But would that dude be unfuckable to you, or would you just think I can change him? Like, I mean, the I see it guy. Okay, I am really like a big like I spelling spelling really bothers me until like you know texting started happening it wasn't a big deal because I don't see people spelling when they speak to me but once texting and email started oh my god it it, it drives me nuts but I try to like not make it into a thing because or, or correct them because I think correcting people is kind of shitty like correcting them on their spelling or their grammar kind of makes you an asshole. Yeah, I, I just let it go. Oh, no. Let it go. <laughs> Everything's uh, a song. But is like can I, like if you're in a Twitter argument with somebody, is it okay then? Like if you don't oh, care about oh, them? Oh, okay. Now if I'm in a Twitter argument with somebody and they put your I O U R instead of Y O U R E, one hundred percent I fucking fucking correct them 100 like if, like if they're an asshole like if i'm having like a twitter conversation with somebody no if you're nice i'm not gonna correct you if you're a complete dickhead yeah i'm gonna correct you okay okay good that's all i needed to know i just want to make sure but i want to anyway, know does your boyfriend have like terrible grammar sometimes yes but the spelling is really bad but he grew up in like a foreign land so shouldn't it be better because he had a better <laughs> education he's a foreigner yeah He's marrying you for the green card. That's right. How Do you want to do okay, some COVID so, talking? We can talk about COVID or not talk about it. Oh, well, let's, let's just tell, you know, some of our foreigner listeners <laughs> what the latest measures have been in Manitoba. And if you don't know where Manitoba is, look the fuck up. For people who are American, it's north of North Dakota, because most people know where North Dakota is and people ah, live here. That's the perfect way of putting it. I just put it, say it's like, the ex- we're almost the exact center. Have you have you ever driven out to Steinbach? Oh my God, Steinbach. And uh, saw that sign? There's a sign on the side of the road that says this is the exact center of Canada. No, I don't recall. It's on, I can't remember what highway that is. Anyway, we're, we're that fuck nowhere in Canada. But really Canada, every city in Canada is but fuck nowhere. Because there's like 8 to 14, 20 hours in between cities. Uh, we're in a thriving metropolis, is what you're trying to say? Yes, thriving, like like COVID. Anyway, tell, tell them about our restrictions, Sandra. Uh, we can only buy essential items, which is what? <laughs> food? They, we fucked this up so badly. I think the last thing I saw that compared America and Canada, we were just under Arizona for positive tests yes. per 100,000 people. Yes. We've done so yeah. terribly that they've had to put even further restrictions. So you can't get a haircut. You feel free to jump in because I'm gonna I'm gonna like be very ill informed oh, here. You can't you can't buy wrapping paper. You can't buy Christmas decorations. You can't buy. Um, I think some clothing you can buy like outerwear, um, underwear. <laughs> you can buy alcohol, cannabis, and cigarettes. So we're all good there. Essential. You can buy. They actually just changed it. You can buy um, gift cards and a newspaper. But, I mean, other than food, that is pretty much it. Okay. We're, like, completely, like, people elsewhere. And, I mean, people in, in Manitoba are freaking out, too. But what else What else could they do? Like, Black Friday? 
the ads were up, our numbers were climbing and climbing and climbing. And, you know, there's ads going out going in-store only Yeah. for a sale. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Are you ready to get absolutely walloped at work? Are you excited? Considering I needed all of yesterday to recover from Friday, because, I mean, I was off for more than a month, and that really fucks you up. And yesterday I was dead. So tomorrow could be very, very, very interesting. <laughs> well, but yeah, but you're going to be in pain because you're a little bit not out of shape, but out of practice on how to physically. You have to build up stamina oh. to this kind of thing. Oh, oh, Jesus! I'm out of, I'm out of shape. I'm fat. I had to put so an elastic waist <laughs> on my work pants. <laughs> I wish. Like, it... <laughs> I got the COVID nineteen. Not not the virus, just 19 pounds. I don't know how much I gained, but enough to make my pants tight. Been there, fucking done that. Hurt myself so badly when I came back. It, It's painful. Our jobs oh. hurt if you are out of shape. Like every fucking, you were aware of every muscle in your legs and your back and your shoulders. And it's like, how did I ever do this oh. without crying? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't know. It's amazing how the body adapts to it, but, you know, when I was off, like, there was, towards the end, there was a point where I was getting, well, rather bored and feeling very un, un in shape. So I'm like, I'm going to take a really good long walk, and I'm beside a really awesome big park. I did, like, all the way around the park, all the way to, to the next, like, major street, which is a long ways away, or at least you think it is. And then all the way back home, it wasn't even 9,000 fucking steps. Wow, that's nothing. Friday, I did 20, and that's a good day. Yeah, at least, usually it's at least 20. I've had days where I've come home and I've walked 37,000 steps. Oh, my God. I don't know if I've, oh, no, I've done that before, but that was when I was actually walking to work, which that is, ugh. Like, seriously, walking to work when you walk for work is just the most unpleasant thing on earth. Yeah, I agree. Like, Sarah and the kids just went for a walk, and she said, do you want to come? And I thought, fuck, no, I don't. Do you want to do really complex math where someone's life depends on your calculation on a weekend? Probably not. Isn't that funny? Like, I I sort of never thought of it in the way that somebody asking us to go for a walk would be like us asking, yeah. It's, oh my God, it's not an enjoyable thing for me. I find it when I get out there, I'm all dressed up. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like a caged wildebeest. You know what I mean? It's like, I just do not want to be here. Like the other weekend we went to a park and they were having a great time. And I'm like, you know what? I'm fucking cold. My feet hurt. I don't want to walk around this park anymore. I, I just looked at Sarah and I'm like, I, I don't want to be here anymore. It had been two hours. I'm like, I need to be warm. I need to be laying horizontally and I need to not fucking be outside. So we left because I ruined everything. <laughs> and that's, a, that's, a, that's, that's hilarious. That's the thing, though, is like I do like going for walks, but not like the people like never say to your mailman nice day for a walk. Because you know what? For us, it's never fucking a nice day for it's not just a walk. Like, and just add in the stairs in there. Like, honest to God, on Friday, by the end, I'm like, I just don't know if I can walk up any more stairs. Just start throwing the mail like a newspaper. Just leave it on people's steps. 
Wouldn't that be great? Jesus Christ, that would be so nice. Here's your fucking mail. <laughs> Have a nice day. But okay. yeah, or mailboxes, like, I get so excited when there's a mailbox that is on the bottom of somebody's stairs. Oh, they're and all the these new builds where they're building up, like, 30 fucking steps to their front door where their mailbox is. Oh, my God. See, I would never want my mailbox up any stairs ever because where do we fall down as mailmen on the stairs a lot of times the majority of the time it's on the stairs do you want someone falling on your property and having workers comp sue your house insurance for that injury fuck no you don't so don't put it up at the top of the stairs put it down on the ground well people don't understand that i mean aside from that it's just a pain in the ass right it's just a lot of stairs to do um but the other thing uh, yeah, actually, two houses that I've lived in, I've moved the mailbox. I've moved it so it was, like, accessible from no stairs. You or, do. like, only a couple. Because I'm, I'm a good person. Yeah. I know. And it's, it's all about us, right? Like, I don't care that the person who lives right, in the yeah. house has to go up and down the stairs. That's their problem. Oh, my God. <laughs> we, are so, we are so fucking dead tomorrow. We are so fucking dead. Yeah, because everything, all this Christmas is happening. It's finally snowed here. The snow, I always find when the first snowfall kind of sticks, people are like, dunk, dental plan, Lisa needs braces. But it's like, Christmas time, kids need presents. And then we just, just get it so bad, which is fine. Look, we both love our jobs. Let's just preface this whole conversation with we're very lucky. We're very happy. Just don't ask us how much we like our jobs from the middle of November till I'm going to say the middle of January, if not the end of February. Or how about how about Christmas? Yeah, don't don't ask us how much we like Christmas. I'm afraid. You know what? Because it's a big humbug. I I just I've never liked Christmas. I I don't even think I do a good job of faking it for my children. I want them to have good memories of Christmas. <gasps> but what en- inevitably happens is I'm just a lump of like exhaustion on a couch in pajama pants. Christmas morning, miserably drinking a hot coffee. That's what they're going to remember about me. And I really have to do something about that. Or they're going to put me in a really shitty nursing home. Oh, no, they won't. Because we'll, we'll, we'll pick one. Just as long as it's not a nursing home in Winnipeg right now. Yeah. Oh, Fuck me. The other thing I want to talk to everybody about is to bring them way down to where we're at. I kind of had a bit of a panic attack a couple days ago. Because it's occurred to me that if something goes wrong with my mom, there's going to be no room at the end. She's going to have... No ICU bed. She won't be able to be intubated if she needs it. She's not going to be able to get an ICU bed. Like, she will likely have something very bad happen to her that in any other time frame, if people weren't assholes, she would have had proper medical attention. So I kind of had a bit of a a freak out sesh. And then I called her and she called me a little bitch. So I was like, okay, she's fine right now. So I don't have to worry right exactly now. (laughs) Calmed me down. like You know, and that's... it, it, It really... Is that all you need, Sandra? Because yeah. if that's the case, I can call you a little bitch every day if you want. You little bitch. <laughs> it really that's helps because so then I know she's got her faculties. She might be afternoon drunk. It's it's a good sign for me. But I wanted to talk to people about Steinbeck. Do you want to talk to people about Steinbeck and their positivity rate? Because it's kind uh, of unusual. Yes, because you know what? I, I think at one point I did see somewhere in the States it was possibly South Dakota. Yes. Um, and funny enough, it was after Sturgis, and there was a 23% positivity rate. And I was just like, holy fucking shit. That's unreal. Steinbeck. Okay, where's, uh, where is Steinbeck? Explain Steinbeck. Nobody knows what the fuck that is. Oh, oh, sorry, Steinbeck. Um, Mennonite Town, isn't it? Mennonite? Yeah, Mennonite Town, city-ish. 
Um, I jumped out of a plane there, and it is about 45 minutes outside of Winnipeg. So again, but middle of Canada. And um, you have a lot of people, I think, I've heard like a lot of them are no maskers. Uh, a lot of people aren't following a lot of the directives. So now they have a 40%, 40% uh, test positivity rate. Yeah, I feel like driving through the that town. That means that essentially between the two of us, one of us would get it. That's almost literally. You feel like driving there? I feel like driving there and just screaming out my window, how did the anti-mask rally work out for you? And then we should just buy up well, all the property. I, oh my God, you can get those. I think it's like a Bluetooth microphone and it goes through your stereo. So like you can actually like yell things and crank up your stereo and it's loud. Although I think I could be louder than most stereos. Um <laughs> I think the, the one time when I was out with um, my man friend, there was like a group of like, and like this is in the summer, so our summer was really good in terms of our numbers, which was amazing. But like there was like a car show and a ton of people crowded, da da da. And as we were driving by, he yells out, Get your COVID here. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my it God. was perfection. <laughs> So that's what we should do is we should take a drive out to masks, of course, and I'll sit in the back seat while you're driving. Or I could drive and you could sit in my back seat masked. We should go out there and start yelling that out and stein back. I just want to reiterate worth the trip. that i that's the town's slogan. Do you want to sing the slogan? Uh, it's worth the trip to stein back, stein back auto dealers. It's worth the trip. Beautiful. So it's not worth the trip. Thank you. No, but here's what I'm suggesting. We go out there. We buy up all of the property because there's going to be lots and it's going to be cheap because everyone will be dead. And then we could just kind of like hold on to the property. Maybe we could have potentially a lesbian polygamy colony without the sex. Like just, you know, all of us come together kind of like a commune. You could be there too. I don't know what you would do. You're, you can't have kids. Like what would you do? <laughs> could I Could I be like, okay, um... Okay, on, oh, remember the show Facts of Life? Yes. And they had, like, okay, so it was all girls on the Facts of Life, but then they had their, like, fix-it man or something. I'd be, like, the fix-it man in the in the lesbian colony. Was that George Clooney? George Clooney did do it at one point, yeah. He was really early on. Okay, one more question. Did you crazy. Did you have a crush yeah. on Joe as well as I did? Or just, like, no, like, did Joe kind of do something to your nether regions when you were a young girl? Was that his name? No, Fuck. God damn it, Mrs. Garrett. Joe was the uh, the lesbian character. Oh, she was like Joe! the tomboy. I don't know what George Clooney's character she, was. But she wasn't a lesbian. No, and they did what but they always she, did to those tomboy characters. They put them in a fucking dress so they could stand there looking like a dog in a dress and then ruin everything for me. Like, I'm trying to, it's like... It's really true. Like, I mean, really, like, you kind of figured, and I mean, not when I was younger, I wasn't thinking anything, but you were like, just like, she's a tomboy. But then later on in life, when you start, you know, realizing, okay, there's a good chance that she liked girls and they just never did anything about it because couldn't. Right. I, I, I'm, I'm not saying that they couldn't, but it wasn't 
you know, it wasn't possible for them. Oh my God, people would have, although there, I think that there was a gay character, if I'm not mistaken, it might have been Billy Crystal on, on the show Soap. Do you remember that? Yes. Way before your time. No, I remember. remember that? I remember his character. Was he like out gay or just kind of fabulous, you know? I'm actually going to look it up because I'm pretty sure he was a gay character. That would be great because we we're, we've been invisible for a long time. Like I feel like just now, yeah. I can't tell if it's because Malcolm, like Malcolm's grown up with two moms. I don't know if you're aware of that, but I'm gay, or at least I'm pretending to be I... for this podcast for attention. Okay, but he's not homophobic at all. And every time I like pose questions to his future, I'm like, you know, if you or your sister marry a girl or a boy or whoever, just please bring home someone nice. Because if I see that person being rude or mean to you, I am going to have to choke them. And he's like, okay, yeah, no problem. Great. Sure. And it's like not even a question of that. But I think it's still so early because it's the teen years that are going to just destroy him. I just hope... They aren't homophobes. I hope his generation is like, yeah, whatever, suck a dick, eat a muff, nobody cares. Because that's what I want for the rest of the world. Like, if that's the only thing our generation accomplishes is normalizing for our kids, that being a gay or a non-gay or an extra gay or flamboyant is cool. Just do it. Right. Absolutely. Um, my Actually, my first boyfriend's mom, I was going to say, was a lesbian. I'm assuming she still is. <laughs> but she's a lesbian. I, I think it was difficult him and like when he told me I'm like oh yeah and I mean we're talking like that like 20 years ago okay what did you, did so, you yeah, learn anything like character was actually among uh the first gay characters in American television oh cool I don't know how I knew that I barely remember the show but um I do remember seeing that somewhere so yeah trailblazer blaze those trails in the year 2000 that's it oh right yeah that was um it was before 2000 actually uh when i started dating him because i do remember us actually we were living together when it's when we went from 1999 to 2000 what did you do that new year's eve that like uh that forked 2k or whatever it was or that y2k didn't happen <laughs> did you really you think that? that yeah we all th- okay for the millennials we all thought the world was going to end or technology was going to fuck up and we'd all be homeless and penniless and nothing would work because 1999 changed to 2000 that was like a whole year-long thing oh my god and when you think about it now but i mean it did yeah, it was bigger than just a conspiracy theory. Like, I don't know. It To me, it seemed bigger anyway. I don't know if uh, if I looked at it now, if I would be quite as convinced as I was back then. But technology was fairly new-ish, a lot of technology. You didn't know what would happen when the calendars went over to 2000, if the CPUs could handle that. And what did happen? Uh, or aboard nothing happened mm-hmm. it flipped to 2000 everybody said happy new year the lights stayed on and <laughs> everything was fine nailed it COVID on the other hand what <laughs> oh my god i said COVID on the other hand <sighs> i mean if anything's fine. gonna like kill us off right oh that's 
that's a real nice sort of ending thing, Darren. It's okay. Everything's going to kill us off. It's what's going on right now. It's what we're thinking about. And in five years, we may turn around, listen to something like this, and just think, those idiots. It just killed three okay. quarters of everyone. Yeah, I was going to say, if, if in five years we, we think, like, this is nothing, there's a really big problem. Because what does that mean that's going to be happening in five years? I, I can't even bear to think of it. I can only live for the now and the here, oh. and I can't. Well, there's, I, I don't think there's any other way because... Well, I mean, A, that's the way that apparently psychologically you're supposed to live in the moment, in the present. Don't think too far ahead. Don't think behind. That being said, though, like, I mean, I never thought that we'd ever go through a pandemic in our lifetime, but it's not something that you think about. It's insane to me how quickly this has all been normalized, how quickly it's like, oh, I have to put my mask on. I'm going inside. Boom, it just went from right. being, why are these people wearing masks to like, oh shit, we all have to wear masks. And it's just normal. Like the kids, just they don't even think about it. It's just what it is now. And that, you know what, I think that mask wearing is going to be like, I don't think that we're going to go through possibly, I don't want to say the rest of our lives, but I do, I do believe that even with the vaccine, I think that mask wearing is going to become very normal as it has in... Um, Asian countries, I'll, I'll be honest, like when you saw an Asian person here, some of them wore masks in public, even beforehand, like especially in like a big city center like Toronto. And you'd be looking going, why the fuck are they wearing a mask? Are they sick? No, I think that's what they do. If it's any indication, their numbers came way down really fast after covid you know, probably killed, you know, a third of their population. <laughs> but they came down really fast. <laughs> like, how many people are dead in Canada now? I don't even know. I, is it 10,000? It's got to be... I'm going to look it oh, up. I'm going to look it up. It's got to be over 20. Just because I'm thinking, like, every day... Oh, but that's... Sorry, that's new cases. It was, like, 43 in Quebec or Ontario today. You know, 43 people dead in one of our biggest provinces and you know some people again might be rolling their eyes going oh my god <laughs> like it's not but uh, it's for us because of our population right okay so we have 11,443 uh, deaths in Canada and I just wanted to say I was while I was so rudely interrupting you you're welcome I heard Obama on the Fresh Air podcast and he said that the closest thing that they can compare the U.S. to and like I don't want to What's are you allowed to say first world country? I don't think that's a proper term, but I'm kind uh, of racist. Know, well, so. I mean, you, you're better than Trump calling other countries shitholes. So, oh, I've said that before too. Yeah. Okay, so what was the comparison? Uh, he said he wished, like, because if you look for like, you know, tit for tat, I just said tit. Canada handled uh, handled it much better than the states would than the states did. They had we had better leadership, of course. And we shut things down and we're helping, like we've given more money, like the States, they only gave $1,200. That's it. And here, if you lost your job, you got uh, employment insurance. And in some cases it was more than people well, were making working. And I think, uh, I think too, it's, it's continuing now because we're actually seeing harder shutdowns now than we did at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. Like how did we um, allow that? Like my brain goes back to like April, I May. Know. Can you, like, can, can, I mean, it feels like it's years ago when, like, it first started in, like, what, April for us here? March, April-ish? Yeah. 
like, it was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Like, I mean, I was crying on the street when, you know, our prime minister was telling Canadians to come home from abroad. I mean, it, it was it was fucking freaky. It seemed so quiet on the streets, and now it just seems so oddly normal. Yeah, you know what? I mean, I wonder if per capita, though, like how we're doing. Don't look at Manitoba, because per capita, we suck ass right now. What do you mean I wonder for, like, like, how Canada is doing as a whole? Well, and are we comparing summer to summer and like when, like right now, winter-ish? We're we're horrible. We're just above Arizona or Alabama or something. We're just below Arizona, but so if total cases in Canada, there's three hundred twenty-eight thousand and two hundred sixty-three thousand are recovered. And, are you uh, going to try to do math, Sandra? Well, okay, so there's 300... What are you, what are you going for, cases? Or, like, total? Or oh, yeah, let's... Oh, yeah, because, you know what, you get into cases, you start looking... You have to start looking at, you know, how much we're testing test positivity rates. That's, like, a lot. Maybe we should just look at deaths. Deaths compared to our population as, as compared to deaths in the States and their population. Okay, so what do we have here? Like, 37 million, and there's been 11,400 and something deaths? Yes. Okay. You guys do the math. I'm not doing math. I don't know how. Okay. Okay. I can't do the math. No, we won't try. And then there, I mean, again, like our population is the population, I think it's what, less than the population in California alone. Right. Because it's a barren wasteland. I don't know how, I don't know how, how people, how people live like that. I really don't. They sit in traffic. I don't know. I, I think if people in California had to drive 25 minutes to get home, they'd be super happy about it. Whereas I'm just enraged right. that I have to sit in that traffic. Okay, we've got to wrap this up because this is getting close to an, an hour. It'll, it'll by the time oh, we finish. Again? Well, it's at 37 oh, minutes. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We had one question from Dr. Jess. You know, she's a doctor and she listens to this show. I hate to talk about it yet again. But she had one question last week that I forgot. What is, this is... a PhD? Yes, not an MD. That you were t- oh. oh my God. Okay, yeah, which just cracks me up. <laughs> Hello, Jess. Anyway. What was her question? Her question, she just bought a house in Arizona with a pool. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. So once they're like, yeah, so I might retire there. She doesn't know, but she might have a cabana and I could be her cabana boy. It'll be fine. She's going to, we'll give her a few years to get used to it. And then maybe we could both move down there. She didn't invite <clears throat> either of us for that. But I feel like, you know, if you didn't want me to know, you shouldn't have told me. And I... In, in the process of hiring a private investigator to find out exactly where she lives, hypothetically. <laughs> I have a lot of free time, apparently. Anyway, point well, being... We have, so, we have so many skills. We could, like, deliver her mail. Yeah, or, she like, receive it. And I could, um, you know, make her deodorant. Right. She, she better move. I feel like oh, yeah. it would just be easier for her if she just left Arizona. Just didn't tell me where she went. Point being, brass tacks. <laughs> brass tacks. Okay, sugar, hold on. She just wanted to know, okay. what is the fa- your favorite feature of your home? I'll go first. Of, okay, of, of my, okay, you go first. I'll give you a chance to think. The fa- my favorite feature of this home is that I get to live here, and that's it. <laughs> like, I, I'm getting floated along with the current here, and allowed to live here, and allowed to do stupid projects and make giant messes, and I feel quite blessed. Hashtag blessed. Okay, you're up. Okay, um, okay, of course I have to make it difficult, but okay, do you have, like, something physically you like about your house? Like, especially, I know what I would say about your house. Okay. Not that I've ever tried it, but your bathtub is, I, I want to try your bathtub one time. I've never used it. 
It's a deep, nice, deep, jetted tub. The kids have used it a few times, but I've never, I've never used it. It's my dream too. And it's, we've lived here for what, two or three years now. I've never touched it. Seriously, that makes me want to cry. Like I, I take a bath like every couple of days, maybe even sometimes every day. Yeah, but we've um, met, like, I don't want to steep in my own juices. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've got to... hear a lot of people say, and I'm like, fuck it, I don't care. I just feel like I would need to shower thoroughly and then get in the tub, and by then it's like, it's bedtime. I just, I'm not doing that. Okay, you don't have, like, okay, so you're allowed to live there. You don't have physically something that you like in your home. I like my garage. Than anything else. I like my garage, and I like my kitchen island. Even though it's long and skinny, that's what she said. I find it's a nice <laughs> surface to produce mass quantities of dumb shit that no one likes. I do like that too. And I also like your the, the window that I'm going to be sitting at eating my Christmas dinner outside of your dining room. Yeah, we'll put up a tent. I'll put a heater in a tent. What could go wrong? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fantastic. Where I'm living, I live in an apartment, so I rent. Such a dirty word. Renting. You're throwing away your money. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> my backyard is essentially, uh, Assiniboine Park here in Winnipeg, and it's one of Winnipeg's nicest parks. Actually, we have a lot of really nice parks in Winnipeg here. Um, but I go walking, and I'm in the park. Winter is kind of boring. Summer, there's lots of geese, so I'm always happy. So, yeah, that's, that's my favorite part of living where I do. Okay. Thank you That's so much. Feature. Thank yeah. you. Okay, yeah. I gotta cut this off because now I gotta go edit this and uh, hope that. Good lord. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's not I my favorite could, part. I wish I could share that with you. I wish you could too. It'd be great. <laughs> it's not I my favorite have the part. World's like shittiest computer. It's okay. It you know it just takes practice and then you gotta slice and dice and we both have we both have verbal ticks that I try to cut out and I hate myself because you only have one. And I have, mine? you say, uh, um, ah, uh, a lot. And I can't think of what else I can't remember. I can actually see, see an um coming because it go, it spikes up and then it comes down. And then I, I always start sentences with so, and I also, um, I say, you know what I mean? You know, like I have, I have so many, and you know what, after a while, once I get to the second half of the show, I'm just like, fuck it. I guess I just start every sentence with so. And, That's uh, amazing because I've never noticed that with you. I know it, and I tell my brain, okay, you can start a sentence, and it doesn't have to start with so, but it comes out all the time. Now you're going to be aware of it, and you can feel free to call me on it because every time I say it, I'm like, motherfucker. <sighs> you know, I, I was okay. I just said, you know, I think I say, you know, a lot too. Um, oh, there we go. Oh. See, that was just one. That was I one. Can't do it. I can't. I'm. I'm so trying not to say it now. So watch. Rachel Maddow. She will not say um. She she actually has trails of thought that connect for a really long time without saying um, you know, da da da. So professional people in, you know, television, especially in news and radio, they don't have these and it always amazes me watching or listening to them. It takes practice and they get drilled and they just kind of get it beaten out of them and then they can do it. But we're not millionaires. You get what you fucking pay for, which is nothing. I actually feel anxiety right now thinking about trying not to say, um, 
It's just a placeholder. It's common. It's what we all do. I do it all the time. It's just like you're just kind of bridging the gap from that last thought to the next thing. And we're so afraid of silence that it's that's why I've been stepping all over you all day. It's just like I hear silence and then I think, okay, that's appropriate enough. I think she understands that I've heard what she's saying. And then I'm going to talk. And then at that same time, you as well have the same feeling where it's like, that was a lot of silence. And then you start talking and then I start talking. But it's happening everywhere. Even the most polished podcasts, they are constantly doing what we do because it's just human nature. It's hard to fight that. I'm just trying to fight the um right now. Okay, let's just say goodbye and I'll leave you to stew in your own juices here. I'll leave you to think these terrible thoughts about yourself and maybe hate yourself a little bit. So next week you can come back and then I'll have defeated you. Sounds great. Okay. All right. Well, great day, everybody. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Have a good day. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye, Sandra. Bye. Bye.